All right, listen, it's my podcast, so I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Here's the favor I'm asking you to do. It's not that big a deal, so don't even start getting upset. All I want you to do is go to PeteColosano.com. You don't even have to get anything. Don't do anything. Don't look anything. Don't read anything. All right, well, that's not true. I want you to read everything. I want you to look at everything. But most importantly, sign up for the newsletter. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. And if you do that... You get a free copy of the first chapter in my book, School Sucks, Why Schools Are Failing, and How We Can Fix It. Okay? So go to PeteColosano.com and check out the site. Look what's on there. Read some of the articles. But most importantly, sign up for the newsletter. PeteColosano.com. PeteColosano.com. I think you know what I'm going to say. PeteColosano.com. You are listening to Pete Colasano. Pete Colasano. Colasano. Three, two, one, go. So, I'm here with uh, Ralph Gorger. We're going to talk some college football, maybe some NFL, and then we'll finish off with an Army Navy Army Navy prediction. Let's roll for Saturday. Let's roll. So you just we were we were before we started we were talking about um, the college football playoffs that's been in existence for four years, and you're bringing up a point that Pac what is it Pac-12 now. Pac-12, yes. Yeah, Pac-12 is not always, what are you saying, fairly represented? I, I wouldn't say fairly represented. I, I think that is there a West Coast bias. When we were talking in the green room with John just before the podcast, <laughs> we were just going over this. Uh, is it is it the games are too late? Is it the scheduling isn't that great is their conference not that good i i don't know what it is that the pac-12 listen one one of their problems i think there is east coast bias we'll say that some of these teams are not being seen at least often enough but here use this season for example even just four weeks ago there were uh eight teams at least that were being considered for this final four and and we'll get into whether they picked the right four or not but things shake themselves out it's crazy how that happens you isn't know what it? I mean? like even even two weeks ago there were some people saying like if this this and this happens usc can even sneak in somehow and then i start to say well they're a two lost team lost to what they got smoked by notre dame and who was the other one? Arizona State? Arizona State Ari- beat USA. Yeah. Now, yes. if, if you're even... So, my point is just, yes, there is some East Coast bias. I, I'll, I kind of agree with that to some degree. But you don't have a, you don't have a one-loss team in the whole conference this year. And I will say that the Pac-12 tends to be pretty competitive like you don't have too many really weak sisters this year you have oregon state who's just freaking terrible mm-hmm. right yeah but washington good team washington state good team think of it te- let's just look at it this way think of the teams that were ranked at one point this year 
Washington, Washington was ranked. Washington State, USC. And before the season started, preseason, UCLA was ranked. Correct. I, I they're not worthy of that even now, but they do have a, a, a top five pick quarterback if he decides to go pro. Was Arizona State ranked when after they beat no, USC? No. Are you sure? No, Arizona State hasn't been ranked. Or was Arizona ranked at some point? I know both Arizona teams had a tough going this year. I think if Arizona State even I feel like they were twenty five. Yeah, I feel it, like no, they no were higher. and then after that game they went on like a four game losing streak and then forget they it. They fired their coach too. Yeah. And I didn't even put that one on there. That's another one. So we'll get to we'll get to that too. So because we're gonna talk about some coaches. So Pac twelve this year I think was actually kind of mediocre. It wasn't a great conference. They are who they are. But they are um it's a, a good conference overall. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of parity. There's a lot of parity. There's a lot of offense. There ain't a hell of a lot of defense going on no. there, and I think that's why we like to watch it. Yeah, I mean, so, so for a while, USC was still in a conversation. Stanford was still in a conversation. Washington certainly was. Washington State at one point was undefeated. Then they only had one loss, and they were still considered, and then they lost again. So they beat the hell out of each other so many games right. that they kind of – nullified each other and you can kind of say the same thing with the big 10 big 10 so this is why i get like the, the system is still not right because the big 10 at least it seems to me all year people were saying big 10 is the best conference in the country right best conference head to top head you know top to bottom best conference in the country but they don't have a, they don't have a representative in the final four not this year huh it doesn't like does that that just doesn't make sense to me then that, that's what my problem is with the system. Well, they don't have a representative this year in the final four in the playoffs. But are we going to go back to Ohio State? Does Ohio State really deserve that fourth spot? No. Well, so let's ask this question. This is, what it, this is really how this was supposed to start. Do they have the four teams right? Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia, and Alabama. Did they get the four teams right? I believe they absolutely got the four teams right. And it was in that order. I, I think so, too. I Yeah. I, I, I rank Oklahoma, too. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Georgia, three. Bama, four. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because if you look at Clemson had a terrible loss. That's a bad loss, but it's kind of there. This is, this is the, um, what, the rationale that I'm hearing that you hear people say is that they didn't have their quarterback for that game. I still think that's weak. You lose to Syracuse, that's that's a bad loss. That should be a freaking shutout, man. They suck. Syracuse, yeah. Syracuse is not a good football team. They're a sub-500 team. You shouldn't lose that game. But their body of work, other than that, is pretty is pretty freaking solid. All right? Destroy Miami in the championship game. You beat Florida State. You beat, you beat everybody else in, a, in, a, in an ACC, and you beat Auburn in the beginning of the season. And that's with a first-year quarterback going in there. I would have a major problem having Oklahoma as number one because they just don't play good, very good defense. Pitch a shutout in the second half of the TCU game, but yeah, but they put the points up. Though, they don't do, they? but I, I listen. Georgia deserves to be there. You win the SEC. I think at this point, still the SEC is a power conference. You right, have one right. loss. You win the SEC championship. You beat the team that beat you earlier in the year. I could have easily had them at number two and Oklahoma at number three. And I think Alabama, you're the consensus number one for like. 15 straight weeks. You lose one game. It's tough. On the road at Auburn. I think they're... It's a rivalry game. In-state like rival. They were, the, they were the number one ranked team. Like, inarguably, the number one ranked team for most of the season. Do you, Because they lost to Auburn in a close game 
on the road, do you now think they're not one of the best teams in the country? Okay. Like, then you're saying that you were wrong all season. I, I don't know. But, like, you look at the four teams that are left in the college football playoffs. They're all one-loss teams. So if you yes. throw the one loss out, would they still be the top four teams? And I think you do have the right four I teams. I think it's there. the four teams. I think the only other argument could have been made for Ohio State because they won the Big Ten Championship. I, I just – there was no way I could do it. I didn't think it was going to happen. They were ranked eighth. Uh, before championship weekend, but you lose to Iowa, and and Alabama was five. This is what I'm saying. Like they, that was never going to happen. I mean, I, I guess if they just destroyed Wisconsin like they did a few years ago, right? Maybe they maybe that could have happened. You cannot lose to you can't give up 55 points and lose by 30 to Iowa, who's a seven and five team. To Iowa, no. you can't. You no. just can't do that and lose to um, Oklahoma, who's in the top four, and really sneak out a squeaker against Penn State at home. Like, they're just – they weren't consistent enough they're to be They were running on reputation. And then, and then you say, well, of those four, who comes out? If Ohio State's in, who comes out? Alabama? No. I just don't see it. I don't, I don't – I just don't see it. They played Florida State. Now, I know that Florida State was uh, – didn't have a great season, but they scheduled Florida State out of conference and won that game. It's right. more than most teams do. We look back now and say wasn't a great win. But in the beginning of the season, we looked that's a that's a big these, win. These out of conference games are scheduled five, ten years in advance, so it's not like they look heroic or showed some bravado by scheduling. Florida but it's Florida State. State. It's not well, like it. They might be good. Well, I mean, yeah. they're Florida State. I agree. I agree. But it's it's these like I said, these out of conference games are scheduled so far in advance. Yeah, you just ridiculous. don't know. I don't think. You can, well, I guess what I'm saying is I don't think you can hold that against them. Remember I mean, years ago when everybody was getting Louisiana Lafayette on their schedule? Yeah. Well, I'd like to see that that's what hurts. That's what hurt Wisconsin this year. That's what hurt Iowa. If you remember last year, Iowa was a one-loss team. They had no no out-of-conference wins Alabama. Of, of any value. Look at Alabama. Yeah. So, um, I think they got them right. And uh, and I think it's going to be interesting. I think the matchups, I would have loved to have seen um, – Clemson versus Oklahoma in the first game. We may get it in the championship That's the final game. game. I really would like to see that game because it's the best defense in the country against the best offense in the country. Best legitimate offense. I'm sure there's teams that scored more points than Oklahoma. But as far as the big Power 5 conferences, God, that defense. And, you know, I, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that it comes down to that. But that's, Power 5 uh, conference, and we, we have Power 3 here. We have three conferences. Three conferences represent. are represented. Yeah. Uh, I think they do. It's in a perfect world. You know, what are you gonna? You, you, you can't fix things like this. I think eight teams would be better. Yeah, I think eight teams would be better. What does that do to basketball season? Yeah, we're, we're in college here. We're not in the pros. No, but think about this. They're they're not starting these playoffs. They're they're based. They're not playing a game the entire month of December. They could they could have taken two weeks off. They could have taken three weeks off, and 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 started the playoffs. But they could have definitely taken two weeks off. Let Army Navy play this week. You know, take next week off and then start the following week, and then you go three straight weekends like you would in a regular season. And it's only two teams that would go three straight weekends. Yeah, but then that's a whole can of worms, though. But think of it; it's only two the, teams. Yeah, but the colleges are making money, and it's it's all going to go back to oh, these college players are going to get hurt; they're not making any money. That's weak. It is. That's weak. Because here's what you would get: you would probably get a USA in in the tournament. You probably get Penn State and Ohio State. You're gonna have a playing game like uh, like the NCAA. No, no, no. just eight teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, screw that, no way. So I think they got them right. Um, 
I wish the matchups were different. I guess that's why I wish they had the order different. But Clemson versus Bama, uh, defense versus defense. I think I think Alabama's just too banged up. They're very banged up at linebacker, but they're a great team. And here's what here's what I do like. You get Nick Saban with a month to prepare, a month to get you know healed up. Uh, I just that's that that's a that's a that's going to be a, a ridiculously physical game rematch from last year's championship game. Well. You got Nick Saban with a month off coming off a loss. That's what I'm saying. And against a rookie quarterback, not against Deshaun Watson this time. But I'm not make I'm not even making a prediction. I'm just saying like you know, they did not finish this season well. No. And it's not, you know, even the the last the wins that they had at the end were not they were Who did they play at the end? I think they played like Louisiana Monroe or something. It was, it was like a one-name school. Like it wasn't Marist, but it was Mercer. Mercer. It was Mercer, Mercer right? <laughs> County Community College. Yeah, yeah. So you know, that'll be interesting to see because Clemson, to me, is without question. Georgia has a really great defense too. Don't get me wrong. The way they shut down Auburn, yes, in that championship game was unbelievable. But uh, Clemson's defense, to me, is clearly the best. You gotta love Dabo. Just like saying his name, and we'll see Dabo. We'll see. And you got Oklahoma versus Georgia. And that basic, you know, that's offense versus defense. Just like we were saying, we would love to see it Oklahoma versus Clemson, which I, I really would like to see that go that way. I don't know if it will. I, I just, I don't know if I have faith in predominantly offensive teams when there's a month off. Do you lose kind of your mojo offensively after a month? I don't know. I you, you got to worry about the momentum and all that, but yeah, looking month at it, month is a long time. Oh, it is. Man. Oh, it is. You can get healed up That's and get rusty real fast too. How many guys do you, do you get back? How many guys does the other team get back? That's crazy. Only one team west of the Mississippi. Only one team, maybe five hundred miles inland from the Atlantic Ocean. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. It's cool. interesting though, right? Yes. But like I said, you'd have to look and say who else could could it be? Could could who else could you put in? I don't think USC. No, no. You know, US... Even talk about it. You know, they're. Yeah, I. You know, let's go back four weeks ago. We're still talking about Notre Dame and their revel- relevance. And I, I was telling you, I'm like, no, they're not that good. They're not a number three team. They're not a number two team. And boom. If they don't lose that game to Miami, are they in instead of Alabama? A one-loss Notre Dame team who beat Miami, Stanford, USC. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else they beat of any consequence. They, they lost to Stanford, didn't they? Uh, I'm not really sure about that. I feel like they beat them. They're a two-loss team. Doesn't Notre Dame have two losses? Yeah. I know you're right. Did they go out to Notre? Did they go out to Stanford and win and lose that game? I think they did. I'm not sure. If my carrier was good, I, I'd know by now. <laughs> I could look that up, but I'm not going to. Anyway, I think they got the four right, and uh, and we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. Here, I, I want to talk. I want to say one more thing about just not the playoffs, just the bowl games in general. Are you one that says like these bowl games are a waste of time, like the smaller bowl games that they're a waste of time? I think everything serves a purpose. I mean, it's all about the money in the schools, and it's all about money. Is it a waste of time? 
I don't know. It gives people something to watch around the holidays, I guess. But yes. I, I'm not going to jump out of the, you know, knock people over to watch the, you know, Astro Blue Bonnet Progressive, <laughs> you know, Sports Authority Bowl. So I have a, a little different perspective on it only because I played college football. Like, I look at it as it's one more chance for, uh, I, especially seniors. Like, I'm thinking, like, seniors, okay? Your season ends, and it's like you got this one more chance to play one last game. You know, when you consider that, like, 97% of college kids are not going to play in the pros. Not even going to get a chance. Sure. Uh, like, not even going to get a tryout. So, it's one less opportunity to, to play a game. And I've, I have watched many, many, you know, sub-bowl games, you know, lesser bowl games that have been ins- insanely entertaining. Insanely entertaining. And I think that's the reason why. I think you get a lot of kids who are just looking at this as like, this is it, dude. This is it. Right, this is the last right. fucking chance I get to, you know, you know, play, and that's it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay it all out. I'm never gonna do this again the rest of my life. Well, you know, you're getting some good matchups. You get, you're gonna get teams playing each other that normally never even cross paths. Right. So it's interesting matchups. Absolutely. But you're like, I have no clue where this is going. You also, like, here's the, here's one problem I have with like the the playoffs. There's no upsets. No. Even I'm not talking about point spread upset. I'm like if. If any of those four teams win any of these games, you're not like, oh, my God, that's Yeah, there's incredible. no surprise. You do get that sometimes in bowl games, in, in non-playoff bowl games. Right. Like, you get Boise State out of nowhere beating I'm, – I'm thinking back when Boise State beat Oklahoma. I think it was a Fiesta Bowl. It was out in Arizona. I'm going yeah. back like 10 years. That was insane. That game was a lot of fun to watch. It was incredible. I still look at that one as one of my favorite bowl games that I've ever watched. You know, never mind like championship games. That was great. We love David versus Goliath. I think that's why. I, that's why I. I don't. I, I think people love the the schoolyard plays that he was drawing up in the dirt in the yeah. huddle too. Yeah. So anyway, I'm actually looking forward to all the bowl games that happen before the playoffs. I enjoy them. I agree with you also that it's something else to watch, and especially when you know Christmas comes around, and you know you got a little more time on your hands. It's there's something there that's entertaining as opposed to just watching the news. Okay, so we have a lot of um, – I have a list here of college coaching changes. This is barely even all of them. But these are some of the biggest ones that – especially over the last week or so. All right? So there was a chain of events that happened between Texas A&M, Florida State, and Oregon. That was a dance. It was. So we'll go through those. So it started – I guess you'd say it started because Kevin Sumlin got fired, right? Was that the first – Thing that happened? Yes. Happy. Yeah. They fired Kevin Sumlin. Poor guy. I I actually feel kind of bad. I, I thought that guy has a really good winning record, entertaining team, um, seven and five this year. He lost his starting quarterback in the first or second game of the season, or whatever the hell it was. I, I thought he he had a lynch mob chasing him the entire year. I totally <laughs> I agree with you. I agree. Which was funny because didn't, did they start two and zero, or was it it was one and one? They one lost one. one game. It was a close game. They were winning the game, and right. who was that too? Do you remember that? I think I feel like we were watching that together. Could have been. And you're like, they they can't lose this game. They lost the game, and then they won like four straight games. I mean, they did end up what seven and five this year, right? I think so. I think they were seven and five team. He's got a winning record. Again, he lost his starting quarterback. Ends up starting a, a true freshman. It just seems so unfair. It seems so unfair, and I feel I, I agree with you that like they they were looking for any reason to get rid of him this year. They wanted him out if they could. They lost to UCLA in the opener. That was the one. 
we were. I feel like we were watching that together. Could have been, and I. NC, because they were winning by like twenty. Who was their second points. game against? NC Charlotte. Wow, powerhouse. That's what I'm looking at, right? Let me click on this. No. Is that Nichols State? I think it's Nichols State. Mercer's Mercer's sister school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they won at that point. They won four games in a row, and then they lost a close. So they were four and one. It wasn't like they were. Yeah, but he two was, and two. The, the four and one. On but listen to this: four and one. Then you go and play Alabama, and you play a tough game. You lose twenty-seven nineteen. They played a tough game, beat Florida, lose to Mississippi State, lose to Auburn, who was a a, a game away from making it to the Final Four. Some people were thinking play, was playing the best ball of of anybody in the country at the end of the season, and then you lose your last game of the season to LSU. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I think anybody else gets some consideration when you lose your starting quarterback in the, in the first game of the season. Yeah, that guy was in a tough spot. So hopefully, he, hopefully better things are on the horizon for Which Kevin there might somewhere. be, and we're going to get to that. So he gets fired, and then the rumors start that Jimbo Fisher is going to take the job. Are you surprised by that? Uh, that he was even interested? I, I am surprised because you, you look at traditionally the legacy of these coaches especially down in the south look how long bobby bowden oh God. was that head coach i think they said there was two coaches at florida state in like 45 years yeah and this guy was his assistant for a good 20 years no well he was with them before and then left he and left then, and then jimbo fisher came back i think he was there for the last four years and i think they he stayed because there was the promise that you'll be the head coach, which they fulfilled. Yeah, that, that's that's. So he's there for eight or nine years. I think it was nine years. I'm just looking as like, why are you leaving? Why are you interested in another <coughs> job? I find that like very curious. Like, what, what what's more intriguing? What's so intriguing about the Texas A&M job that I, you would be Florida State? I don't I don't get it. I think it's a lateral move. If anything, I don't think at it's best. A step. At best, it's yeah. lateral. I mean, it's not even the Texas job, which some people look at as, like, one of the best jobs in the country. Maybe it is. But I feel like Florida State, I mean, you look for 20 years. I don't know. That's not even fair. Yeah, that job. 30 years. That's a cherry job. That's a top 10 job in the country. Texas A&M is not, that's not a top 10 job. No. Florida State. Maybe it is now. I don't they're know. They're not hanging to help Wanda sign in the window. Do you think often. there was some, some pressure? No. 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 I don't think so either. It's one bad season. No, and he lost the starting quarterback first game of the season. I, mean, I don't think here. there was any pressure on him, but uh, I don't know. There's, some, there's things that we there's, don't know. Yeah, there's clearly something there. I just was like, wow. That When those rumors started, I, I just was, there's no way that's really a rumor. Yeah. You're going to leave this? You're leaving where? Yeah. But there it is. So Jimbo Fisher is the new head coach of uh, Texas A&M. If I'm not mistaken... Five years, thirty million, something around those lines, right? Or or was it? It was something like seven. I think it might be seven million a year. So it might be more than that. It might be forty-two million. Six years, forty. Uh, when you're at five million. million a year and seven million a year, I don't Dude. think your lifestyle's changing all that that's much. Great, but that's unbelievable. Yeah, it's a lot of scratch. Unbelievable. A lot of scratch. So that's not where that little dance ends. Willie Taggart is his name, correct? Is that his first name, Willie? Uh could be. So Willie Taggart is that becomes the new head coach in the beginning of the season, becomes a new head coach of Oregon. 
right, after leaving South Florida. Lead, did he lead them to their first 10-win season last year? I think that was the big deal, right? He, he Great recruiter. South some, Florida, yeah, he turned that, he turned that program around. That right, was, I think it was their first 10-win season yeah. last season. Comes to Oregon, wins their first couple games. They lose their they lose their starting quarterback, another team that does. They lose like three out of the, or four out of the next five, whatever the hell it is. And then they win like their last two or three games pretty pretty well, look strong. And he's leaving Oregon after one year. So I think it was two years at South Florida, one year at Oregon. And he takes the job at, uh, at Florida State. And I look at Florida State, I say, I know the guy's a great recruiter. Every, every, everything you hear from everybody is the guy's you know, one of the best recruiters in the country. But one year at Oregon, and you're just giving him the keys to the to climate Cadillac, change? Huh? He likes the climate in Florida. Well, <laughs> I mean, why else would you go there? I think, you know, Oregon is a glamour job in college football. I think so. It is now. It wasn't always, but Chip Nike, Kelly helped you, change that, right? I, I think you yeah. can get whatever you want there. Why leave? And yeah. the media pressure out west isn't what it is on no, the east coast. No, and you can still, if you go ten and one or eleven and one, you can still you make you will make the playoffs. You absolutely. Be, you know, maybe maybe Taggart and Kevin Sumlin might you know look at getting better backup quarterbacks because if the backup if, you, if your quarterback goes down, problematic. Have a plan B. You're it's a great recruiter. I mean, that's a problem with everybody. Florida State had the same problem this year. You lose your starting quarterback, you're you're friggin' screwed, man. I mean, it's just the way it is. But I don't know. I, I actually question Florida State on this one. I'm a Florida State fan, so I'm looking at him like, not that I don't think the guy's a good coach. I don't know if he's a good coach. I, he, you you just said it that Florida State is a premier program. That's that's a that's an end job. That's where you go. Like you say, okay, I've arrived. That's not a, a step on the ladder job. That's a place where you land and you stay for as long as you possibly right. can. So I don't blame him so much, but I'm looking at Florida State and I'm like, there's no no one else on the radar that has a little more of a track record that you can say, yeah, this is the this is this is a definite winning pick. So everything else should be a stepping stone to the Florida State job. Well, there. Are, listen, the reality is that there are some programs in this country where that if you get that, that's you you stay that until you die or they fire you. I agree. I mean, that's it. And I think Florida State is one of those. Um, I don't know that Oregon is one of those, but Oregon is close. You know, Oregon is definitely close to that. It's a good program. And again, I'm not questioning Tag. Uh, uh, what the hell's his name? Yeah, Taggart. I'm more questioning Florida State, and I'm saying, is this really the guy? Like, you feel that confident because you have your choice of coaches. You can yeah, you have do. anybody you want. Hey, you freaking do. Florida State, man. Now, I, I read something today. Mark Wright, head coach of Florida, or head coach of Miami. Miami. He's been there two years. Yeah, he's the longest tenured head know, coach in, in the whole state of Florida of all <laughs> Division One teams. Isn't that crazy? Which leads me to the next guy on my list. Well, it's really the last one, but we'll talk about him next because you're talking about uh, Florida coaches. So Scott Frost leaves Central Florida. To he's the new head coach in Nebraska. Yeah. So good move. I, you know, for him, yes, it's a good move. The way it all went down at a press conference after the last game was horrible. But uh, it's an, yeah, what I mean, happens to the kids is what's unfortunate. The players, it's unfortunate. Listen, I, you know, I used to feel that way, and I, I was driving down here, and I was thinking all about all oh, the poor kids, the poor kids. Look at that coach who was there for two years, and he just he just jumped, and he went to. 
you know, he went to Oregon or wherever. What about that kid that came out for one year and turned pro? No, I understand that. Uh, no, I get that. But well, that doesn't really happen in football. But that's not what I'm saying. The, you know, especially in football, there's there's like a hundred kids on a team. You know what I'm saying? So the kids that leave early, that's one thing. But I'm just saying, like, you get recruited by the coach, especially you. You know, well, you get recruited by the coaching right. staff. Okay. So when a guy leaves, it sucks. I, I guess what I would like to see, it just sucks. I'm not saying it shouldn't it shouldn't be allowed. Because you're absolutely right. When a kid has an opportunity to leave for a better gig, which would be, in this case, the NFL, nobody questions that. Nobody has a problem with that. You might question whether he's ready, but you won't question his right to do so. Okay? I guess what I would like to see in place, if you're at a school for two years, three years, and a coach leaves, I don't know that too many kids would leave anyway. I would like to see a a policy in place that if you're a freshman – and, and the coach who just recruited you leaves. So you've literally been with this coach for a, a couple months. You know what I'm saying? You should be allowed to you should be allowed to transfer and without, not sit out a year. And not sit out a year. Just freshman. Okay. Just freshman. I'm good with that. I think that should be allowed. Because like you really nine times out of ten. When I went to college, when I went to Catawba College, I, I liked the coach. You were really, sold on that coach. I like the coach. I like the coach is actually more than one. I like them. Um, and it's a big deal. So, you know, I would like to see that policy in place. I, I don't really blame the coaches. Freshmen, absolutely. I mean, their kids, are, you're looking at 17 or 18-year-old kids probably making the biggest decision of their lives on where to go to school. Having some adult come in there and basically and sell them on. Sell them. Yeah, you're, you're a snake oil salesman. You're a sales pitch. You are just a salesman. And then all of a sudden you get to school and like six months later, he's over there heading for greener pastures. And, yeah. You know, you're like, hey, what, what right. just happened? And 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 this is where I say, like, where I where my point comes in of I feel bad for the players. It's the sales pitch itself of you're with me, talking to the mom and dad, saying I'm going to take care of your kid. He's going to matter to me. We're going to do the best we can with him. And and now I'm out of here. I'll, you know, take care. <laughs> Good look, luck. Look, <laughs> if, you, if you look at the tactics that Jim Harbaugh has used in Michigan to recruit kids sleeping in their bedrooms, sleeping on the floor next to their beds. Is it is that really what he did? Yeah. That's a little that's a little icky. He actually. sleeps over their houses. I mean, and all of a sudden, you sleep over this kid's house, mommy's cooking him breakfast. He's gonna go back there and say, Hey, you know what? Yeah, the Ross and the Redskins called. They want a coach. See ya. Right. Yeah, you're sleeping on my floor. <laughs> Three, That's what I'm saying. Ago. That's what. Listen, it's it's part of it. it. I mean, nobody's staying everywhere, and nobody is staying anywhere forever. You know, you know what I mean. That's part of it. One year at a school, uh, I got a problem with that, man. I, that just looks, it just looks freshman shitty, Mulligan. I guess. I guess it just looks shitty. Where did Chad Morris come from? Okay, so Scott Frost, good hire, I think, Great by hire. Nebraska because he's a Nebraska guy. Has come up the ranks pretty quickly. I, I don't blame them at all. I think it's a good fit, and I think they need some kind of. They need some. They need some juice, man. Because that's a storied program. They should be better than they are. They suck ass right now. That's a really terrible program. They should be better. Okay, Chad Morris, new head coach of Arkansas. I think I didn't know who the hell Chad Morris was before this morning, before I looked this up. Okay, because I'm like, we got to cover this. So he was the offensive coordinator at Clemson. That's the. That'll be the. The last job you'll say. Oh, okay. He was the offensive coordinator at Clemson the first year they played. Alabama for the championship. 
and lost. So he was like, big deal. Okay. He left, gets the job at SMU. Okay. Okay. And struggled for the first couple of years. And this past year, I think they won six or seven games. I think they find like the first year, like two and 11. It was freaking terrible. Right. And so they go seven and five this year. So it's like a turnaround. But he didn't, he coached Deshaun Watson. He was part of implementing that great offense at Clemson. Um, did not get to coach in the championship game that they won, but he coached in the championship game the year before that where they lost. It was the championship game that they lost, right? Yeah. Alabama? Yeah. So he coached in that game. So he has the pedigree of being an excellent offensive coach. Goes to SMU. They stink. And this year they're finally okay. Here's why I like this hire. When I saw this one thing, one thing, one thing only. SMU was not doing really well. Uh, he's a Texas guy. SMU was not doing very well recruiting the state of Texas. This past year, like this past offseason, not before this current season, 47 recruits came in. 47 guys from Texas. Like he didn't have a single recruit. He didn't bring in a single guy from outside the state of Texas. Yeah, big state. So why does that matter? Number one, Texas has is the top recruiting state in the country. There's no no football. There, how do I say this? No state produces more football players, no, more Division One football players than Texas. Okay. Why does that matter in this situation? Arkansas cannot survive. Arkansas can't even exist with any kind of viability without recruiting Texas. True. There's not a, a shitload of talented football players coming out of the state of Arkansas. They're not going to pull too many from Florida and the East Coast. They have to hammer Texas. And now you have a guy who has some deep, deep roots in the recruiting base of Texas. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas, that's that's the armpit of the South there. Mm-hmm. That, that is like the worst state I've ever been through. Have you been to Arkansas? Oh, yeah, driving through when I was moving to Arizona. Oh, on your oh, way yeah. there? Great chicken fried steak, but aside from that, no. Healthy. Yeah. So... I didn't know much about Chad Morris before this morning. And I looked at him like, oh, it's nice. He was a good offense coordinator for Clemson. It means something that's nice. When I saw that, 47 recruits, all 47 from the state of Texas, for SMU, I'm saying. He didn't recruit anywhere else. And now he goes to Arkansas, and they have to have Texas. They have to be able to pull players from Texas. He's well-liked in the state now. You so have to do something. That's a big deal. If he can continue that, who knows. And then the last one is... Uh, Jeremy Pruitt, who's defense coordinator for Alabama, gets the head coaching job at Tennessee, which was a total dumpster fire uh, with the whole Shiano bullshit, whatever you even call that. I don't even know what the hell that was. This is this is the danger now of the idea that people can get on social media. I'm not even talking about boosters. This is just schmucks that either go to the college or live in town, and we're able to get this athletic director – who they vetted. They vetted Shiano. This wasn't even like, oh, shit, we didn't know that. They knew. They knew who he was. They knew the situation. They knew it was bogus. And they still bailed on him. It, who the fuck wants to go work for that guy? It's it's the society we live in now. Ugh. Society we live in now. As soon as you give in to that, man, that, now it's always going to be pressure. I mean, I, I, I don't have a high opinion of Shiano as a coach. I don't know him as a human being. But... You know what? There's other coaches out there. He he wasn't going to turn Tennessee around. Anymore. I don't know. Uh, listen, I don't know. I'm not a huge Shiano guy either. The guy went into Rutgers and and 
won a lot of football games relative to Rutgers. I mean, had a winning season every, pretty much every season. You, if you can win football games at Rutgers, you got to be at least a decent coach, decent recruiter. And I think he was, from what I understand, a pretty decent recruiter. Whatever. I'm just saying I'm, I don't even care too much about Shiano. It's just the idea that you're a, a college like freaking Tennessee and you're going to let uh, what Facebook and Twitter? You put messages decide, on rocks and give them credibility. Who your, who your next coach is. So I think it's a good coach, Jeremy Pruitt. I think it's a good, a good hire. I think it's as a good a possible hire as they could have gotten considering what the hell was going on. I, it could have gone really bad. Okay, here's one for you. Herm Edwards... Going to Arizona oh. State. Is that a product of ESPN cutbacks? He saw the writing on the wall? <laughs> I don't know. I love it. I love it. I think he'd be a lot of fun out there. I think he's a very energetic, passionate coach. I think I think it's a cool hire for many reasons. I think it'd be awesome to play for him. Just because I think he is a very special person. Like a good guy. I think if you're Arizona State, I don't think you're the kind of program that is like... You know, thinking national championship every year, you're thinking viability. We want to be a viable program for a legitimate bowl game every year. If we make it to the to the Final Four, great. If not, we just want to be a winning program. And the one thing that he said, I saw him interviewed on uh, whatever that is now, Wingo and Golic and Wingo, that it's going to be more of like an NFL style. He's more of like a CEO. They're running it a little different than most schools run their program. That's a different school. I'm intrigued to see what the hell that means. Okay? I'm intrigued to see what that means. But I will just say, he he just seems like the kind of guy who players would like to go play for. Yeah. Absolutely. Just looks like that to me. He, everybody wants to look like they care. I think he genuinely does care. So, if, you know, if my son were old enough to go play in college, I, I would say, dude, you need to go, you need to consider playing for this guy. Yeah. You know, if if that if you know if he were possible Division One player, I would say so. I think it's a great hire for them. It's a, and if nothing else, it's a super high profile guy. It's a high profile right? guy. It's it's just a gorgeous campus. It's a great place to watch a football game. Elite facilities, great weather. Um, you know, cool market. It's a good know. time out there. Yeah, I think I think I think it's great, and I think I hope it. Um, I hope it helps the program. I like to see when that program does well. Okay, little NFL. I got to get to your team because I know what you thought of this. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had a different opinion than you. Yeah, just a, just a little. <laughs> just a little. So, so two weeks ago or last week, I guess. Um, ben McAdoo. Is it Ben McAdoo? Is that the hell? Ben McAdoo. Ben McAdoo uh, benches Eli Manning for the Giants, and the 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 hellfire that was rained down on him. Unbelievable. Let's start there. You don't think Eli should have, should be benched ever. I mean, basically you're saying he shouldn't be benched ever. If he's on the team, he should play. I, I think the Giants have a laundry list of problems that go way past Eli Manning's performance. You know, I you I, will acknowledge that he has absolutely sucked for like three, four years now. I I, I think he's had his moments of sucking. He, oh. You are, Listen, you're such a homer. I, I am a homer when it comes Sucks. to the Giants. Eli Manning is a legendary quarterback for oh. that franchise. He is the number one quarterback of that franchise. Number one? In in Giants history, yes. He's got two Super Bowl rings. All right? I mean, I'm, I'm tired of hearing about that. In the playoffs, he's Mr. Clutch. He's a good clutch performer. 
He's also a two-time Super Bowl winner who has led the league three times in turnovers. Okay. Three times Let's, he's led the league in interceptions. You're going to say interceptions. Are, are, is he throwing the ball directly into the defender's arms? Maybe sometimes. Yeah, I was okay. going to say. A, lot, a yeah. lot of those interceptions are deflections. A lot of chuck and duck. A lot Listen, of Everybody gets deflections. There's no excuse. You can't just use the deflection. I mean, he's not getting an a, uh, inordinate number of deflection interceptions. Everybody gets those. Well, you got those. You got, like, the, the alligator arm receivers. Somebody everybody doesn't like gets to- those. Everybody gets those. Maybe well, I, Tom I Brady doesn't get those, I, but everybody else gets I, those. I just don't think that. You, you bet you take it out on Eli. Sure, he hasn't been the best quarterback in the NFL, but when I'm turning around and I'm handling handing the ball to or- Orleans Darkwa, who, who? <laughs> ben Vereen, Shane Vereen, that guy sucked when he was with New England. If he was any good, he'd still be there. You know, I they got they're horrible. They're hard. They're horrible. Their offensive line's horrible. I have no problem with them benching Eli at all. No. Here's what I have a problem with. Here's a, I have a huge problem with this, though. You don't bench him for Geno friggin' Smith. I think you know what you had. I think you know Dude. what you had on the sideline. Was he giggling they didn't even dress. sideline? They didn't even dress the kid, Webb. He didn't even dress. He was still the third quarterback. Well, then, I that's what I understand. That's why it, then it, that's why it looks vindictive. If Were you honestly evaluating whether Geno Smith could take Eli's place? Come on. On. That's I just think, bizarre. I think a McAdoo got in front of the microphones and says, we need to evaluate our quarterback position. I, I think everybody, aside from Ben McAdoo, were going, okay, we're, we're going to see the kid. We'll see the kid, see what he's got. All right, so let me ask you this. If they would have played him, if he would have either started or he come in. killed. I don't care. Would you at least been okay with that? Would you would say, all right, I get, I at least get that. You want to see what you got before you go and draft another quarterback next year. It, would, would it be fair to the kid? I, I, I've never played football. You've, you, you've played football on a collegiate level. Third string quarterback is not going to get the reps in practice. You know, but you could have that week. That week, but is that week? Dude, gonna... let me tell you something. If you, if I had the chance. I take the week, man. Let well, me start. Well, Give me sure, a chance sure. to show well, you like can play. If you're the quarterback, yeah, but I, that's what I'm saying. I, 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 man, I think he's just gonna get crushed. Was Eli laughing when Gino was getting crushed? I'm sure he was laughing I, on the inside. I think he was giggling. <laughs> I just that's the problem I have. It looks vindictive, and that's the distasteful part. If you, especially if you're a fan or if you're a former player. I mean, they were saying that like former players were gonna come to the game and like show up on the sidelines with Eli Manning jersey jerseys on this next week if, if you know McAdoo is still there and they sat. I, I think McAdoo was, I think that's the problem. It I, looks vindictive. I, I think he was a good coordinator. I'm not going to say great coordinator. I think he's a lousy head coach. Some I, guys I, just aren't head coaches. I, I think he's a lousy head coach. I, I think Some when he got in front of that coaches. microphone and, and things were heading to the toilet, he, was he didn't know what to say. No, oh, he had nothing to say. He and then what he did say, he like, was he trying to be a tough guy? Yeah, it's just, he's just not a head coach. He's just not head coach, and some people just aren't head coaches, and he's just not a head coach. That's just that. You know, uh, what's that guy uh, who was the coach of the 49ers before? It was a Tom, Tom Sulo? Yeah, yeah, Tom Sulo. Very, very well-respected assistant coach. The guy becomes a head coach, and his first press conference, he looks like a total jackass. 
saying all kinds of weird shit, and it's like, how the hell did this guy get the job? Well, look how do you go from Jim Harbaugh to Chip Kelly to Tom Sulo? Came put. I mean, they really. You could tell they wanted to fire him after three games. I mean, they just wanted to bail on. They wanted. They're like, oh my god, what did we do? You look at Giants and Steve Spagnuolo, their interim coach. Perfect example. Great coordinator. Great coordinator. Terrible head coach. Terrible. So that happens. You could even go back with the Rams, um, when uh, they were winning their championship. When they won the championship, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. He ended up becoming the head coach of the Rams. And he was te- he was the offensive coordinator. He was really sharp, dude. It, it was Dick Vermeil, and it was a guy with silver hair, white with, with hair. With glasses, right? No, he didn't have glasses, did he? But he, he was an older gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent, phenomenal offensive mind. Kurt Warner was the quarterback. It was the greatest show on turf. I remember seeing it. I, I see oh this my guy's God. face. They were so good. Vermeil retires. He becomes right. the head coach. And they like within two years, they stink. They just stink. The same personnel, and just within two years, they stink. Some guys just aren't meant to be head coaches. Some guys aren't that great in a leadership role. And clearly, clearly McAdoo is that. I don't think you'll ever see him as a head coach again. I don't know how you look at these past couple years and go, well, if just a couple things are in place, he would have been just fine. Like, you could see that with some coaches he, who are he's struggling, He's going right? to end up a Division two, Division three coach somewhere. I wouldn't be surprised if he's an offense coordinator again next year. I don't think, he, I don't think he's suddenly a dummy when it comes to offense. And I think I think somebody will hire him as an offense coordinator. The guy is pretty well respected as an offense coordinator, but uh, he's not going to be. I don't think he'll ever be a head coach again. So, any ideas for next coach for the Giants, or you have like a wish list? Next coach for the Giants? Yeah, like who who do you think they might hire? Would like to hire? Who who would you like to see? Any any of those? Lane Kiffin. <laughs> You love your boy. Love me some Lane. Love Lane uh, Kiffin. I, you know, I got no, I, I got no idea who would be the next head Does it coach. Have to for be them? a high-profile guy now. Well, I, I don't know. Like you can take another middling, like a. I, I, I don't want a fledgling guy that's like, "Hi, I want to be your next head coach." What about I, the offense coordinator for New England? McDaniel. McDaniel. Yeah, somebody. He's got head coaching experience. Yes. Somebody knows the stuff on offense. Somebody like that. I I kind of miss. To tolerate that? Yeah, I kind of miss Tom. I kind of miss Tom Coughlin. Well. Yeah. Might have been a mistake. Yeah. Is it is it a coincidence that Tom Coughlin goes and becomes the is he the general manager manager of Jacksonville? And and they're eight and eight and whatever the hell they are. Yeah, he's three, eight and four. He's got like the no tolerance for bullshit. What I like because he's a leader. Yeah. He's, he's a leader. You may question certain things about him. That's fine. But you can't question whether or not he's a leader. I got one guy I'm going to throw out at you. Would you take him? Would you want him? What if they can lure Jim Harbaugh? Think about this for one second. Just think about this for one second. The Giants are going to probably not win another game the rest of the season. Hopefully not. They are going to be one of the either second or third pick in the draft. They'll be able to get Sam Darnold if he comes out. I'm not sold on Sam Darnold. But if you're Harbaugh, okay, who's quarterback genius, right? Did what he did with Kaepernick. I mean, he's quarterback genius, right? You get to coach in New York. It's going to be a shitload of money. Coach in New York. You get the second pick in the draft where you get to pick your quarterback. You got OBJ. You got a talented team when they're healthy. You have a good defense when the offense can actually get a first down. 
Would you take Harbaugh? And if you're Harbaugh, would you take the job? Okay. See, that's a double, double-sided double question right there. Have at it. I, I would take Harbaugh. Yeah, I, I, I guess it's it's like a car accident. Everybody's going to want to take a look when they drive by. Not sold on Josh Ar- uh, Sam Darnold. I've read a lot about this kid from Wyoming. Yep. What are these kids from Wyoming and North Dakota State? Yeah, you know, like who? I uh, how do they how do they find these guys? Jo- Josh, Josh Allen, Allen, I yeah. believe his name Josh is. Josh Allen. But who does he play? Who do they play in Wyoming? And this year he did not have a particularly good season. But you know, you're playing in the Big Sky Conference. If you look at all scouting reports, though. Like, I'll tell you what, I'll give you uh, a name that everybody knows, Mel Kuyper. Mel Kuyper last night said he thinks he's the, of all the quarterbacks that will come out in this draft, he thinks Josh Allen will end up being the best of all of them. Mel Kuyper had Sam Rosen rated as number one quarterback last week. And probably deserving. I mean, who would be higher than him right now? (sighs) Sam Rosen? Or Al Rosen? or Sam Darnold? Josh, the kid Rosen. Yeah, Josh Rosen is the highest rated. Who would you have higher than him right now? I don't know, but. I don't like him because I feel like he's fragile. I think he's, I think he's fragile. I think he's cocky. Too cocky for he's me. He's very cocky, and he's fragile. I, I have issues with Darnold also because I think he's got some – his decision-making t- from time to time is just is very, very suspect. And I don't think best. Baker Mayfield is a college quarterback for I, some reason. A pro quarterback. Pro, a pro quarterback either. I got questions about that too. I'd have a really hard time drafting him in the first round. But here's the, here's the problem. If you're a team that needs a quarterback – if you're the Jets, if you're the Jets, let's be real. That's who I'm, that's who I look at. Because listen, the Jets were supposed to tank. They don't freaking tank. What's up with that? Here's a, here's like the most losingest organization in sports. And the one year that like everybody's okay with you losing, you decide to start winning. I, I don't I don't get it, dude. We're gonna let you. We're gonna accept the losing this year. And now you're gonna like, no, nah, we're gonna play hard. I, I think I, personally, I, I just think it's a horrible off year as a whole in the NFL. I don't think there's any outstanding teams. I no, think I there's a lot of mediocre crap that's representing themselves to be good teams. So, but here's your problem: if you're the Jets and you're picking at, you know, 15, <coughs> 12, 13, 15, Oof. are you gonna wait till the second round to to take uh, Mayfield? If I'm the Is he going to be there? If I'm the Jets, I take the Cleveland GM out drinking the night before the draft. and <laughs> See if you can make a deal? Sure, why not? This is the problem. See, this is the problem, especially with this position. There's no way that Baker Mayfield should be taken. I like him. I like the moxie. I like the toughness. I like the chip on his shoulder. I don't like some of the you know, bonus features mm-hmm. that you get with him. A little too chatty to me. A little too... You know, grabbing your balls, planting a flag on the on the o, uh, OSU or whatever the hell the Ohio State symbol. I don't like that shit. I don't think that plays well. I don't think you could do that in the NFL. I think not at the quarterback position. No, no, no. You have to be you're a field general. Yeah, and I think you get lit up. And he's small. He's stocky, which I like, but he's small. Can he be Drew Brees? He could be. Is will he? Oh, that's a risky pick, man. I just you know I don't know. All right, I, I got a question for you, and I got to go off topic a little bit, but we're going to stay with the NFL. Now, you had some late hits going on this weekend. Oh, that Juju, I love to sing his name. Juju Smith something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the way he laid out, uh, perfect. Yeah. I mean, that was a blindside 
blindside block, but perfectly legal hit. Led with the shoulder. Didn't make I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. All right. Now, that's a hit. That's one hit, okay? But what Kronkowski did was total so, bullshit. Yeah, so, I have a major problem with this whole thing. So, that's first of all, I don't have a problem with a single hit that I saw in that game. Not a single one. That Juju Smith, whatever the hell right. his name is. I think that was a totally clean hit. Did his helmet maybe make contact with the guy's face mask? Dude, these guys are going 100 miles an hour, bro. People run, you people. You can't. It, and I love you can't. I love this idea. You can't lead with your head. Guess what? I have no. If you want me to hit with my shoulders, my head is on top of my shoulders. There's no way to not lead with my head. I think that's a totally clean hit. Put his shoulder right in the guy's chest, laid him out. Beautiful hit. Five years ago, they're making a DVD of, of a highlight reel right. with that hit, okay? And I feel the same way about the hit in the end zone against Antonio Brown. He wasn't even pissed about it. No. He catches no. the touchdown. The guy lays into him. Dude, you're trying to stop a touchdown. That's his football. Trying to separate him from the ball. That's a cl- To me, that's a clean hit. He didn't hit him in the head. But when you have a guy laying on the ground. Right. So listen, those guys get a one-game suspension, which is insanity. I don't even think they should be fined. I don't even think it should be a penalty. But in the in this league, the way it currently is constituted, those are penalties. I'll take the, I'll, I'll take that. I have no choice. That's a penalty. They got fined. They got suspension. It's bullshit. Gronkowski, what he did, the oh by the way, those plays were within the game. And they were within the game. Instantaneous. With Gronkowski, the play is over. They didn't do shit to him, first of all. The play was over, and he tries to, he basically goes headhunting to take this guy out and puts this guy in a concussion protocol. It was all premeditated. Totally premeditated. That should be like a three-game suspension. At least, at minimum. Yes. It's ridiculous. It was not part of the play. And he's fighting his suspension. He's fighting the And he league. lost. Yeah, he lost. But it's ridiculous. No, and it's totally unfair. And this is why, the, and this is, and, and so you say I want to go off topic. You put those two things together. And then the day after that, the league gives Roger Goodell a five-year, $200 million contract. You can't even get your goddamn fines and, and suspensions in order, man. They don't even make sense. Yeah. They don't even make sense. And, and you're getting $240 million a year? Come on, man. It's ridiculous. So, no, I had a major problem with that. I heard Ray Lewis yesterday was like, this is it's, – it's garbage, it's this is not a, this is not football. You cannot hit someone with your head without leading. You cannot hit somebody with your shoulders without leading with your head. It's impossible. You, you kicked the man when he was down. You beat a man while he was down. On he was face down. Yeah, now who knows if that guy's gonna miss a game this week? I mean, why? or multiple games. He, he got a concussion. Like why on. wasn't he arrested? That's basically an assault. What he did. There was no football play being made there. Right. All right. Real quick. Best four teams in the NFC right now for you. NFC, Best four teams. I, I, listen, I, I think it's you're, you're swimming in mediocrity. I agree. In both divisions, Philadelphia, you know they got the great record. They really haven't beat anybody with a winning record. If you look at their records, not their fault. They didn't make their own schedule, so they're number one. Minnesota, yeah, another team, nothing spectacular. Got Case Keenum as quarterback. Case Keenum He's playing awesome. Case Keenum, but in the end, it's Case Keenum, but. You know, look at what happened in that division. You know, you got the Packers with the Aaron Rodgers injury. The Lions are the Lions, and the Bears are the Bears. So, you're you're the cream of the crap. Congratulations. (laughs) New Orleans, it's it's another one. Are they good? They're they're the best in their division. Started started off 0-2. Yeah, but they turned around and and making a nice go at it. 
And it's a toss-up for me between Seattle and the Rams. You know, I'm going to go with the Rams just because I like Todd Gurley, and I think they're. I think the Rams are going to beat Philadelphia. The Rams are a very interesting team. I feel like they're a year away. Like I feel like they're doing this like a year too early. They're doing it. It's legit. I mean, they're what? They're eleven and two, ten and three, whatever the hell they are. Three. Like they're legit. They're a good team. I feel like they're a year away. I feel like it's too. Uh, Goff was so bad last year. To be so good this year, it's almost like I'm. I'm just. I can't accept it. I'm having a hard time accepting it. So I just feel like they're a year away. So I put them at four. I think they're good. At this point in the season, it's too far into the season to deny that they're good. I just don't know that they're top tier. I think they're just below. I think next year, I think next year they could be, and either will be or will probably be the best team in, in the NFC. I just think they're, I don't think Seattle's there. I think they're just too banged up. I think they rely too much on Russell Wilson. He's just, yeah, their secondary just, just toasted now. The, the secondary is bad. Their offensive line stinks. I think when they have to go on the road in the playoffs, they're going to struggle. I don't think they're there. I think Minnesota right now is the best team in the NFC, which is kind of a condemnation of the NFC. I think Philadelphia is right there with them. They just, you know, coming off the loss of Seattle, you know, if you look statistically, they outplayed Seattle, but they did. They lost the game. And they got a hell of a game this week against the Rams. I, I tell you what, that game for me will uh, solidify – what I think about Philadelphia. If they win that game, then I, I really do think they're a pretty pretty damn good team. If they lose that game, I really t- put into question. like how, Now, two weeks ago, they were like definitely going to be uh, first round bye, you know, first seed overall, home mm-hmm. field. Now they're looking at like they might get one home playoff game because they'll, they'll win the Eastern Conference, uh, Eastern Division. Oh, yeah, they're going to win that. But So they got one playoff, one home playoff game, and then it's on the road the rest of the way. Like, wow, two weeks changes a lot. So they really need to win that game. And I don't know if they're going. Huge to. game That's tonight. That's tough. Only thing that they got going for them is there's, there's no fan base in LA, and it won't be like some rowdy crowd that you're playing in front True. of. So that that'll help them. Um, and New Orleans, I have them at three because they're playing defense and running the ball. They're not just a passing team that scores a shitload of points. So I have them three. They look pretty legit. And they went out and played the Rams tough and lost. So that's why this game with Philly against the Rams will be so much so interesting. And the AFC, I think New England is the class of the AFC. I wouldn't have said that in the first three weeks of the season. Think about this, dude. They gave up 30-plus points for three or four straight weeks to start the season. They haven't given up more than 17 cents. That's all about right in the ship. That's an insane turnaround. That's unbelievable. I do have Pittsburgh at the second-best team, only because they have a better record. I actually think my third-place team is playing as the second-best team right now. I think the Chargers right now are – I actually think they're the second-best team in the AFC, but they're 6-6. Just, they're six and six. So they kind of have to run a table, go ten and six, and they're going to win the West, um, the Western Division in the AFC. It's such an ugly division. It's an ugly division, but I just think they have an awesome defense. They got two edge rushers. They get to the quarterback. They have weapons on offense, and they can actually run the ball. I think they're actually a really, really dangerous team. I think they're a very dangerous team, and if they can somehow get home field up until playing New England, I guess you'll say, I think they're very, very dangerous. It'll be tougher than dangerous. Home field, and I had a really hard time picking a fourth team in the AFC. Well, they'll at least get a. If you win your division, you're going to get a home. You know, who, you know who. Who else would get a home game? Yes, you know what I'm saying. So I had a really hard time picking a fourth best team. I put Baltimore just because they're they're kind of playing better right now and they're playing very good defense. That's, that's, who the hell else in the AFC is even any decent? Yeah, I had it: New England, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville. 
You believe in Jackson? I, I don't believe in Jackson, but, but I, I, I think they're the cream of the crap. I, I think it's a lot of crap out there. I you mean, have them over the Chargers? Got them over the Chargers. See, that's just record. I mean, you look at, you look at like, the Chiefs, and you're like, what oh. happened to you? What happened to you? Bizarre. You know? That's why I couldn't put the Chiefs. They, they're no, terrible. No, 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 no. I mean, Baltimore's playing good defense, and the and cold weather defense once playoffs start. Yeah, that's scary. They're going to be a the, at best they're a wild card team though because Pittsburgh's going to win that division. Yeah, and Pittsburgh's so, not all that great. I really think to me, you know, they're a weird team, man. Unlim like unbelievable talent. They have great individual players. I think their scheme probably stinks. They play decent defense this year. But in the playoffs, if your big-time stars show up, you can win games. And that's kind of what they do. But we'll see. Um, so those are those are the four best teams I got. Okay, we're going to close the show out with this. It's one of my favorite weekends of the whole college football season. Not because it's great football, just because the pageantry, I guess they you like to You love this game. Man. I love this freaking game, man. I went to uh, – we're talking about the Army-Navy game. I've been to two Army games at West Point over the last – five or six years and i've been to two army navy games over the last four years five years i guess it is there's there's nothing it's different it's I, not I, it's bigger than a football game is my point point. and then when you walk through the stands and you see they're freaking kids these cadets from west point and uh, annapolis they're kids that are going to be leading troops into battle and they get this break to come watch a football game the president comes I'm no Obama fan, but when you see the president walk out on the field and shake hands with the coaches, it's it's unbelievable, man. Joe Biden was there to one game. Like, you know, hopefully Trump will be there this year. He'll come to the game. Like, it's there's it's very special. The play itself is nothing special. No. But the the feeling that comes along with it is very special. It, there, there's nothing like it. There really is nothing like back it. It's when different. I was, back when I was 16, I my first job was selling souvenirs at the Meadowlands Giant Stadium. And I actually worked in an Army-Navy game, and I worked oh, in an Army-Notre Dame game, and there was nothing like There's that. There's nothing like there it. It's nothing different like than that. football. It's not It's not a football game. It, it, it's not an amazing feeling because you're at a football game. People are so well-behaved and respectful you're with. over there. It's the people you're with and the people you're in awe of that are, yes. are just doing what they do. It's incredible. So I do enjoy it. I'll have my you know, United States Military Academy T-shirt on. I'll be rooting for Army. So um, this is my take on this game. This series tends to go in streaks. Navy went on a, what was it, freaking 14 straight years they won? Army finally broke the streak last year. So I'm sticking with streakiness. I'm going Army. Uh, two very high-scoring teams. Rarely is this game high-scoring, but I think it will be this year. Army is one of the highest-scoring teams in the country. They might be the highest-scoring team in the country. Um, there may not be a pass throw in this game, but it will still be a ton of points. I'm going 33-27 Army. 33-27 Army. 33-27. That's a... That's for a battle of the military academies, very high scoring. That's like a cumulative total yeah. of seasons past. They usually beat the hell out of each other into the ground, and it's usually like 22 to 13 or something. I yeah. think this is going higher scoring this year. Well, I think a team might even get into the 40s. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody scores 40. I'm not going to lie. I really haven't followed that much Army football this Come season. Come on, just make a pick. But... I'm going to do something very scientific. I'm going to go with Navy for the sole reason is they have badass helmets. They do. They have a very nice helmet game going on. I don't know if you saw that Army is breaking out the full white unis, head-to-toe, helmet white, jersey white, 
pants white. No, I didn't see the Finocchio on ESPN <laughs> doing a fashion show before yeah. the game. <laughs> something, it's in celebration. But I, 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 I say, don't even know what. the weather might get a little nasty. You never know. It might be a little snowy. Could be. Let's go 21-10 Navy. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're really going to lock them down. It's, it's going to be fought in the trenches. All right, we'll see. We'll have to do this again. Yes. Thank I you, love man. it. A lot of fun. Loved it. And we'll catch up with you guys later.